Welcome back to Damn Good Brands. Joshua Ostrovsky is an entrepreneur, social media influencer, author, and plus-sized model. Having started his career as an Instagram humor influencer under the name The Fat Jewish, Josh went on to be a co-founder of Swish Beverages, which launched White Girl Rosé in 2015, followed by the Babe family of sparkling canned wines. In 2019, Anheuser-Busch acquired Swish Beverages, marking the brewer's largest wine investment to date. In this wide-ranging conversation, Josh and I talked about his humble origins, entrepreneurship, the founding of Babe Beverages, and his super exciting new venture. Guys, this episode is a treat. Josh is not only incredibly hilarious, but surprisingly inspiring. That being said, I will issue a disclaimer that this is definitely an R-rated episode. So if bad language or crude jokes or some political incorrectness offends you even a little bit, you might want to stop listening right now because there is quite a bit of it. In any case, you've been warned. Now, without further ado, here is the fat Jewish himself, Mr. Josh Ostrovsky. Josh Ostrovsky, so good to be talking to you. How's everything? I'm feeling great, honestly. Things are uh, things are good. End of the pandy, you know, ready to start giving giving my friends lap dances again. You know, All really right. Blasting the homies with particles, you know, just touching, share, swapping fluids with all my friends. Good. It's about time, you know. It's, about time. it's, it's definitely enough. about time. Yeah. A- yeah, I totally agree. It has been enough. Um, well, I mean, lots to talk about here, but I think first and foremost, the most pressing matter, um, Nick Cage is a goth son. Uh, not enough people talking about this, I'll tell you. So Weston, here's the thing about, here's the issue with Weston. So Weston Cage, Nick Cage's son, big time goth, and he was yep. in a band honestly make up the name because i can't remember the name of the band but if you make up the name of like the shittiest metal band that's yeah. basically the name of the band it's called okay. like it's called like like scabs of the scabs of hitler's penis i don't know like okay. something like yeah like every time i bleed from my face hole or whatever <laughs> um and they're really really bad and then he you know i also read that he but i read that recently he's become a real estate agent and wow. so my question was sort of like I'm assuming he's not goth anymore. Okay. But is it p- possible that he's just a goth real estate agent? Because mm. that that would be sick. And yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that's is that a niche market that Maybe. like nobody's fucking servicing? Yeah, I don't selling like super uh, goth homes and castles. Totally. Right. He's like the thing about this dun- you know this dungeon. This is a perfect dungeon. You've got we've got glory holes. <laughs> we've got these chains you can hang from. It's not sun splash. No light at all. Like uh-huh. just him doing like a whole goth kind of shtick so that's how i like to imagine it but i think in reality he might have just gone normie and just like started working at coldwell banker but oh man he used to, yeah but he used to be in fucking you know death anus or whatever and they really suck i never got to see them play which is really disappointing yeah now that is disappointing well anyway yeah i mean it looks like hopefully we're we're almost over the pandemic but uh what has this past year been like for you in terms of the brand in terms of uh Babe wines. It sounds like you guys have been doing really, really well. You've been doing a bunch of great stunts. Um, yeah, but- it was like super trash in a lot of ways. We actually like right before, right before the pandy hit, we signed this deal because we were owned by Anheuser Busch now, yep. and they got us for the official wine of the NFL, which was really tight because 
it was getting us into just the fucking hands of like a bunch of maniacs who go to professional football games that would never really be drink like some dude at like a Ravens game in a right. in like a Ravens leather jacket, like with a ponytail being like, this rosé is not bad. Like, fuck, like some <laughs> absolute dirtbag. And that those are the types of people I was trying to get into the I was trying to get into the brand to sort of diversify the demo. Right. And so obviously when the Rona, when stupid fucking Rona hit, um, that all shut down. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it definitely cut off a bunch of opportunities, but also opened up some opportunities. I mean, I was doing wild shit, like, because we had all this budget money that now wasn't getting used on all these like events. Cause we throw like wild ass fucking raves and yeah. crazy, you know, crazy, crazy wine parties, fucking rosé slip and slides, whatever. But since we weren't spending that money, I, I did a, a huge Instagram live game show. I'm fucking doing like a shitty Oprah routine. I'm giving away baked hams and flat screens and fucking, um, you know, llamas and like, which are way less expensive than I would have expected. Hmm. Um, I thought a llama was like the most money, but they're like, it was like, it was like $800. It was not. Wow. Expensive. Yeah. Super reasonable. So, um, and alpacas too, totally reasonable. And so Good to know. as I said it, I was like, we should boy a llama. And everyone's like, that's like 800 bucks. It's like totally doable. And I was sort of, I didn't know what the market was. Um, but then we gave away a million dollars worth of wine to like anyone who was of legal age, fucking, uh, you know, um, you know, fucking, uh, essential workers. Yep. Cause like everybody, everybody needed a fucking drink. So being able to do, and like thousand like the number of people that was were tuning in was absolutely fucking psycho because everybody was trapped at home right and like people were learning how to like bake bread or were like you know they were in like the tiger king phase which now seems like 32 years ago oh, yeah um, when that happened and so people were just like tuning in like fucking crazy and i was just giving away shit and like you know got the awareness through the roof we got to do some nice shit give some nurses a bunch of hooch so they could get all fucking schmacked because nice you know, everything was horrible. So, you know, shut up. It, sh- it shut some things down, which is my Jamaican accent. And then uh, it also kind of opened some it kind of opened some shit up because um, people were definitely at home getting hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was a good time for booze sales for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was it was super cracking. I mean, look, there's you know, it's more competitive than ever now because there's like a new fucking hard seltzer that comes out every, every single day. They're like, it's a matcha kombucha right. seltzer with CBD. And I'm like how many things are there going to fucking be? Um, but yeah, babe was, uh, babe was definitely, it was definitely popping. And then, you know, we actually were able to do some live events. It was funny. We sponsor a, um, we sponsor a monster truck. So we, yeah. on, the, uh, on the, you know, on one of the monster truck, monster truck throwdown series, the, the chick who drives it is like an absolute psychopath. Like she will rip your throat out. She'll rip your dick off and stab you with it. She's incredible. She's jumping the thing in the air. We actually, mid pandy shot when i went out to uh i flew out to grand rapids and we shot a whole commercial with her jumping over and then crushing a bunch of cars that had other beverage brands white claw you know it's like some were crushing the competition type of shit because mm-hmm. out there when i got out there they were like oh they were like you guys are like oh right right like the covid like they were not they didn't give a fuck yeah um so monster truck events were kind of still going off so there was you know there was some some stuff going down nice nice and you recently became a father congratulations first of all yeah i appreciate it. yeah somebody was uh someone was willing to uh to take my demon seed which is shocking enough in itself first one i know about um yeah, dude is fucking cool. I'm obviously like trying to monetize him already, just like turning him into full performance art. And, you know, I'll end up landing him in like fucking, you know, $800 an hour therapy before we uh, fucking know. I did like a, I already put him on like a giant fucking roll with lettuce yep. and tomato and sandwich, you know, like, cause my, uh, 
the kid's mom is like, she's a real human being. And she's like, can we please not like, can you just not take it to like, like she wouldn't let me, you know, the classic like dip on the head and then you dip a chip into it. Yeah. Wasn't allowed to do that. She's like, you know, when he falls asleep, please don't. I wanted to draw a dick on his face. Like, don't fall asleep with the sleepover type of thing. She was like, can you just wait until he's like, you know, two? Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, at, I'm like, no. But the sandwich <laughs> she let happen. So, yeah, I don't. It's a scary thought for all of us that I'm somebody's father. Yeah. Well, how's yeah. fatherhood been so far? Um, It's honestly kind of tight. Like, I mean, I guess like, if your kid is a dick, but dude is cool. His name is Buddy. Um, his name is Buddy, middle name Kobe, after the great hey. Kobe, great late Kobe. And um, yeah, he's just like, dude is fuck, dude is fucking cool. And uh, you know, it's like having a weird roommate, you know, who's always on shrooms, you know what I mean? You kind of <laughs> have to like just like it's like having a dude on acid in your house. You gotta make sure he stays alive, keep him right. hydrated, you know, keep him fed and like let him do his thing. Don't like don't try to get involved, but just right. like let him rip. And if he starts weeping, you know, you hold him. And then if he's like, you know, starts barfing, you, you know, hold his hair. He doesn't have any hair yet, but um, yeah, it's just like having a dude on acid who lives in your house all the fucking time. Sometimes it's fun. And sometimes it's completely psychotic. Mm, makes sense. I feel like there's a uh, parenting book in your immediate future. I actually have been thinking about that angle recently, because first of all, being a dad is weird. Like no one knows how to be like dads are like dads get this bad rap, but nobody does anything. You know, right. Do, you know, do shit. I'm fucking, I'm fucking involved. Not even cause like I necessarily think it's the right thing to do. I just, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of tight. Like I, the whole thing is kind of fun. I'm on some like, Whoa, like this dude just took a Jackson Pollock splatter shit in his diaper. Check it out. Like I'm like changing a diaper is like kind of tight. Like yeah. again, it's right. If you think about it, Right. Just like a dude straight out of Burning Man living in your house. It's kind of fun. And like, I feel like no one knows how to be a dad. Like women are just instinctually better than we are in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And like they just know kind of how to do this shit. Obviously, you're making a lot of it up as you go along. But like dads don't know shit. So like, you know, I guess I'm qualified. Maybe I should fucking write a book. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can. Uh, I can definitely see it. I mean, the world. Look, the, we're living in a simulation anyway. So yep. it's like at this point. Like what's like the polar ice caps are melting. Like what's off the table? You know, like Donald <laughs> Trump was fucking president. Like, you know, Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Like we're in yeah. a full sim. Like me writing a me writing a book on parenting is like not even that ridiculous at this point because the simulation is completely psycho. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been following you guys as a brand for a long time. You guys do some of the best stunts. And during COVID, you provided free manicures to people in a socially distanced way because everybody's nails were disastrous. You talk about the monster truck rally. You guys released a jock strap scented candle. In, or in terms of coming up with these ideas, what is the ideation process like? I mean, are there is it a collaboration or do you just come up with something and say, we're doing this? How do you guys conceive of these, these stunts? I mean, it's changed a little bit. Like, you know, in the early days, it was mostly just like, I mean, the company was started by just like four kind of creative Muppets. Mm -hmm. So like, it, that the coming up with that stuff was the easy part actually getting like executing it like yeah. getting someone who can actually fucking do something that was the hard part because for just complete muppets like coming up with ridiculous shit and then everyone being like all right like who is gonna find the things like someone's got to actually produce the thing right so you know now we have like an incredible team that's like balanced there's creatives there's non-creatives and like you know it's not like in the old day i can't just like you know we're not just gonna like you know, we used to like, we used to like, it was all, you know, it was all performative. We'd go to a, 
you know, we'd go to our, we go to our favorite gay bar and we'd get jalapeno poppers. We like to hang out at this gay bar in the village where like, it's like, it's cool because it's a lot of like tough dudes. It's a yeah. lot of like con ed workers who after work come and like make out and like fuck each other. And then like watch the Rangers or the Islanders and then fist fight and stuff. <laughs> they have great sliders, great jalapeno poppers. Menu is like really nice. All right. So we used to go over there and we would kind of just do all the creative there. Now we like have an office and there's like actual like protocol and shit, but we've tried to kind of keep that early magic going. Um, whether it's, you know, smoking weed or like, you know, like um, we took the whole creative team to Fire Island and went to like some big giant fucking rave where everyone was sniffing poppers. Just trying to make nice. sure that we're like not just in a glass box, like making fucking decisions and like, try, you know, make, trying to keep it actually fun. But like, obviously, you know, the man has his foot on my neck now a little bit because that's what happens when you sell the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, less. <laughs> You know, less uh, tough guy, less tough guy gay bars, but um, it's still just a team, you know, just kind of like, you know, so we, we try to get out of the office. We try to keep it ridiculous, meeting ridiculous places just to keep it fresh, because like, you know, when you're in a fucking office all day, it's just like there's only so creative that it can get. And then also we try to hire people for the most part on the creative side um, who are emotionally unstable, you know? Yeah. Um, helps. And just like really know how to think outside the box, because honestly, like there's nothing, we really just feel like there's no fucking rules, right? We can do whatever. And as long as people are talking about us, like we're doing the right thing. Um, not every marketing thing is going to sell a can of wine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, not everything you do is going to move the needle. Like sometimes it's just to get good or bad just to get people fucking talking about you. So, Hire psychopaths. Yeah. Go to a, you know, go to, go to a rave. Um, you know, just like, you know, do you gotta like, gotta keep it fresh. Otherwise you're just in a fucking conference room, like with a whiteboard. And that's right. Fresh. Gets old fast. Yeah. And I feel like we're living in a time when there's a lot of emerging new brands that have personalities that are way edgier than older brands in the past. And I had a similar conversation with the uh, founder and CEO of liquid death who basically mm-hmm. said that nowadays, for whatever reason, for the longest time, brands had to abide by these sort of puritanical rules that were set in the 40s or something about what a brand can and can't be. And yeah. brands like yours are just blowing the doors off of that, where you guys just basically do what you want, say what you want. Your brand can stand for whatever you whatever you kind of want. What do you attribute to this time period where brands have the freedom to just, like, have real personalities behind them with no boundaries? Yeah. I think part of it is like, right, one, just like the internet made everything psychotic, right? Mm -hmm. So like now things are community-based and like people who want things can come together and like brands can really cater to specific communities. And like they're, you know, so like using like using voice um, and really being really fucking going for it is going to have to, is going to have to happen because there's so many fucking brands. Yeah. That's the thing. 50 years ago, there were like 40 brands, right? There were like three cereals and like four drinks and like, you know, like seven alcohols and like nobody in like, you didn't even have to do any marketing because there were no fucking brands. Now it's just like, there is, everything is like getting so granular and niche with the number of brands. It's like, you can now, it's just like, now that it used to just be like milk, you were like, I'm just buying milk. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, am I going to get like a non like hormone injected CBD Falcon milk? And so, like, you have so many fucking choice. Like, what's the next alternative milk? They're making milk come out of every vegetable, every animal. I don't uh-huh. know how we're even getting this shit. And so, in order for you to, like, separate yourself in the landscape, like, you're going to have to fucking say some wild shit. Like, your voice has to resonate because there's yeah. too many. There's there's just, like, way – there's just so many, like, fucking brands. Like, honestly, it's just really, really crazy, which is sick because people are – 
um, founding companies and like doing fire shit. And that's great. But like, you can't just come with the, like, you got to come with some really, really wild shit. The other thing is, I think people have realized, they finally realized that there were no, that there were no fucking rules. Yeah. And that I think the people who realize that for, at least in my, at least in my, from my purview are people who never worked in the industry that they now work, just coming in and just with totally fresh eyes mm. instead of saying like, Oh, well, this is how it's done. They're like, well, why the fuck do we do it this way? Why don't we do it a completely fucking different way? That's why wine was interesting for us. Yeah. We're not wine guys. We decided to make wine because our audience on Instagram and like the general, you know, five, six years ago, social listening and like all this shit wasn't really the norm. Right. We basically just fucking listened to the kids, asked them what they wanted, and they told us. And so we served it to them. That way, when it hit the shelves, we already knew that they wanted it. They wanted fucking wine. They wanted it in a can. They wanted to shotgun it and pour it on their face mm -hmm. and then like send their ex a bunch of text messages at three o'clock in the afternoon and being like, where are you at? And so, you know, <laughs> we're not wine guys. So us coming into the wine space, right. when we got there, we were like, why is anything done like this? Like, what mm -hmm. the fuck are you guys doing? And it's like a bunch of wine guys in little glasses being like, well, this is how we've always done it. Like, right. and you're like, no, this is fucking stupid. And I would imagine like with the liquid death dudes, they're like guys like that coming into water just being like, what the fuck is this? Let's just do something totally, totally fucking different. And that's always been my thing is like trying to be where nobody expects me to be and being mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is he doing? And so when you put a fresh set of eyes on one of these dusty old industries, you can just start doing things in a whole fucking new way. And you realize there are no rules. And they've yeah. all been played by this playbook that doesn't even fucking exist because um, it's all so incestuous. So, you know, people like me, you know, fucking, you know, guy like... Uh, guys like me muppets like me getting into wine and guys like that getting into water it's just exciting that like different people are now getting into different spaces and fucking shit up yeah it seems like the floodgates are just open and there are all these industries that are just ripe for the taking for somebody who has fresh thinking and a new way of doing things for sure totally and like and on top of that like it's and like you know anything is really possible, which sounds like so obviously the famous Kevin Garnett quote, but like so many people like it, that used to not be true, but now right. it really is true because if you can find a community and people there's, there's a fucking marketplace for anything. If you can come up with this shit, someone's going to buy it. Like you can actually start a company that's monocles for corgis and like someone's <laughs> going to buy that shit. Like someone's going to buy it. Now I'm not a hundred percent saying you should like quit your job and start your like monocle corgi, your corgi right. monocle company, but it's fucking doable because the, there is a community of people that want fucking monocles for their corgis and you could serve it to them and you're going to be able to connect with people who can produce them for you and people can get you distribution and like your social voice can like get the word out there. So like anything is really fucking possible at this point. You just got to go for it. Right. And it's putting a lot of fucking wild people into new spaces and just creating like new fucking new branding and new voices. It's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, I mean, speaking of this new exciting time period for new brands, there's a new venture that you're about to launch, right? That's right. So yeah, so we, uh, me and one of the one of the partners from the wine, we like at, we so we sold out to Anheuser Busch. Obviously, like you know, I'm still I was still there up until mm -hmm. a couple of days ago. You know, in the banana suit, doing events, wearing assless chaps to the fucking you know company fucking yeah. you know company Christmas party, um, but we just ran up on our contract. And so we were like, what the fuck do we want to get into next? And like, so, you know, we're very, you know, we're very, we're, our whole thing is like, you know, we don't necessarily get into spaces where we belong or spaces that we're passionate about. We get into spaces that people are like, please fucking do this better. Right. Um, and fixing shit and like actually solving pain points for people. And so we went back to our audience and like asked them, like we did with the wine, like what the fuck are you guys into? 
you know, everyone was um basically everyone was talking about fucking banks and shit. And like, obviously, your bank is fucking trash. Everybody hates Wells Fargo. Everybody hates Chase. Like that goes without saying. Yeah, there's a lot of like new kinds of banks, like digital only, like fintech, financial tech, or neo banks, like digital only. And we started looking into that because there's a lot of those. You know, some shit. You know, with some like stupid disruptive name called like Bradley. You know, or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like um, and so. Or like Gouda, you know, like an app right, about right, money. Right. It's like, which by the way is made by some tech dickheads and some ex Goldman Sachs guy who are trying to like fucking YOLO swag with the kids. Uh-huh. So we dove into that and we were like, does anyone care about that? Right. Um, the answer was fucking no. Nobody cares. Like for the most part, like some people are down with some of the bigger ones. There's some shit like Chime and there's some big ones you might have heard of. But for the most part, nobody fucking knows these. So we were like, should we get into fucking banking? What if we fucking reinvented the entire brand of a bank, reinvented customer service, no fucking fees, no nothing, charge people a fucking membership hmm. because the way the banks work is that they fucking, they need, you know, if you have a bunch of money in the bank, they can lend that out. But if you don't have any money in the bank, they don't give a fuck about you, mm-hmm. right? Because like you've got $5, they can't do shit with $5. You got a million dollars, they can lend that out. Plus they're lending out shit to the fucking crazy places, the NRA, the Keystone Pipeline. They're lending out your money, giving you a fucking fractional piece in return of interest. And if you don't have any money, they treat you like shit. Mm-hmm. So let's charge a small membership fee, like a kind of Netflix type of model. Everybody gets fire shit. So I linked up with fucking me, my partner, the former secretary of the treasury of the United States of America, which is like, again, we're in a simulation. Like, why (laughs) is that happening? One of the founding members of SoulCycle who created like the whole customer experience of SoulCycle. She's building all the fucking, you know, the customer service, the whole thing. You're talking to someone on a fucking screen. You're signing a document right on the screen while you're talking to someone who like knows what the fuck you're saying and looks like is actually someone who can understand that you don't know shit. Yeah. So. We were like, what if we did that simultaneously? I had been speaking at a bunch of business schools because they like wanted me to like talk about the wine and like all the shit. So I went to like Harvard's right before the pandy, Harvard, Yale. I did a couple funny ones like Tampa Bay Business School, like some like, really, like <laughs> and all the and at the end, all the fucking kids are asking questions. And I think they're gonna ask me, like, you know, how do I start a social media account? How do I become an influencer? All this shit. And I'm like, but they're all like, how do I start an LLC? Should I start an escort? Mm. How do I do fucking payroll for three people? How do I do my taxes? What the fuck? Do, how did you start this thing? How did four com- creative morons scale a company up to a hundred plus people like at Babe? And so I'm like, wait, if everyone's going to start their fucking Corgi Monocle company, right? Or everyone's going to do this shit because they should, because the people have sick ideas yeah. and they can actually execute them. But no one actually knows how to do anything, just like mm-hmm. us at The Wine. Great ideas, but like you shouldn't be wasting your time figuring out whether you should be an S-Corp or an LLC or like all this fucking shit. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we create like a business in a box, a suite of services that actually just gives you everything you fucking need? If you're a fucking freelance graphic designer, we could do your invoicing. We could do your taxes. Your tax, who's your, how do you find a tax guy? It's like you're on Google or it's your dad's mm-hmm. guy, like Bob Rosenstein. It's like someone who doesn't know anything about what the fuck you do. Right. So why don't we actually hire tax people who know what, know like what these people would want? Cause like in three years, 53% of the country is going to be a fucking entrepreneur straight up. Like oh, yeah. W2 economy is fucking Paul Walker. It's done. It's dead. I guess like, so I'm sorry, no disrespect, but like no one's going to be on a W2. So like they were just taking all your money, like they were just taking your taxes. But now if you're going to, people are going to go out and actually be on their own and build things, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, freelancers, they need tools to do shit. Oh yeah. Like you, you no one knows how to do anything. I didn't know how to do fucking sh- anything until like a few years ago when we started this thing and we learned and we made so many fucking mistakes, literally screwed everything up. And by the time we figured it out, we wasted a bunch of time that if, like if someone could have just done it for us. So 
long story short, the, we got the business in a box. We got the bank. We were like, why don't we actually put them into one idea? Whoa. It's a bank with all that fire shit. And then there's a higher tier of membership for freelancers, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, whoever the fuck you are, that gives you all these fucking tools, invoicing, payroll, taxes, bookkeeping, everything you could possibly need all in one place. Also, the bank is open source API. You can plug things in. You want to use Venmo. It's in the bank. The banks don't want you using Venmo. Because they want to keep your money inside the bank so they can lend it. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit if you spend all your fucking money. It doesn't matter to me. Go out and fucking buy, you know, buy a bunch of Coke and like have some terrible, intense conversations and have zero. As long as you have $2 left for your for your membership, you do whatever you want. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's like fucking Netflix. And you know what? It's time we democratize this shit. It's like, like Netflix, you know, me, you, and Bezos, we all watch the same Netflix. There's no super Netflix for billionaires. We right. all got the same Queen's Gambit, the same hot girl with the eyes too far apart part whatever her name is like i love her but like we're they're not watching something he's not watching a different thing everyone get pays their fucking membership it gets the same level of fire shit and so it's called future bank um and right me the soul site one of the soul cycle founders this former secretary of the treasury and then uh this girl who's known as the gen z whisperer 24 year old berkeley dropout wonderkind um you know tying us tying just letting us know because what the kids are going to want the future is like the whole thing and she's fucking deeply tapped in so that's right. the squad and it's it's pretty fucking like i already don't know what's going on and like banking for us to be in banking is fucking nuts talk yeah. about Talk about being in a place I don't belong. <laughs> That's amazing. This is one of the first times I'm really talking about it because I, I was still at I was still you know at Babe and so but uh, you know it was cool during the you know during the pandy you know obviously there were obviously I was at home you know doing fucking wild ass Instagram live streams and all the shit but I had to be less physical places mm-hmm. um, except for the manicure truck. Um, and so that kind of gave us the cover to start really working on this thing and really start figuring it out. And like, you know, we really want people to fucking go out on their own. Like no one should like, if you don't want to work, you should be able to work wherever the fuck you want, mm-hmm. do whatever you want with whoever you want. Like that's the new American dream. Yeah. But the problem is nobody's given you the tools to do that. And you should not just cannonball in to your right. new fucking CBD fucking your new CBD tampon company, which, which is kind of actually <laughs> Kind of actually a good idea. Kind of a brilliant um, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's, I guess that's our company now, me and you. But like, no one's actually giving you any tools to get anything done. You know, WeWork was like this big fucking giant thing, but all they gave you was a glass box with a desk mm-hmm. and fucking cold brew with like a hot male barista. They right. didn't actually show you how to build your company. Great. Now you have an office. So what? doesn't fucking actually help you do anything. How are you going to do fucking payroll and bookkeeping? What is any of this shit? So you focus on what the fuck you do. You focus on your Corgi monocles, your CBD tampons. We'll take care of the rest and we'll charge you like not that much to do it because wow. like, fuck, because honestly, fuck the banks. Yeah. Oh my God. This sounds unbelievable. Just completely it, democratizing entrepreneurship and the tools that you need in order to, to really totally. get it done. That's honestly, amazing. Everyone should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. If everybody want, like as as wild as your ideas, there are no rules. You not like we were all saying it. There are no rules anymore. Yeah. But with that, with that comes a whole world of needs. You know, if we're mm-hmm. not going to let the fucking, we're not going to let the institutions and the and the and the standard employers take care of everything for you. You better fucking be prepared because like you can't just fucking you know you can't just go out there and do this without some help. I did it and it is a fucking nightmare to yeah. learn all that shit like honestly what's an l and you know what's funny is that the kids especially are so into this shit you know there's you know there's a whole rise of the finfluencer like oh, all yeah. financial Finfl- yeah and like there's just like hot boy fuck boys like in la with like those like dick lines that you get when you're super fit uh-huh. like doing like doing a dance and being like yo like should i like s corps versus llc's and i'm like 
what is what this guy is a financial influence like but again we're living in a simulation they really they give a shit they know that entrepreneurialism and that fucking you know um all this shit is like the future they don't want to work at regular jobs right um and so they're all super interested in how money works also like we didn't learn anything in school what the fuck are taxes nobody knows shit so we're just gonna try to fucking we're gonna try to fix all that and then like you know, I'm trying to put fuck the banks on a billboard. Like, cause no one, <laughs> no one's really, no one's really, really fucking taking it there. And it's time for everyone to know like what's been going on all this time. Cause a lot of it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the fucking, that's the shtick. That's the song and dance right there. That's, that's the unbelievable. This is enormous. I mean, really huge. So, I mean, just kind of looking back at your overall career trajectory, how did you end up here? Just looking from 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 day one, I remember years ago seeing you at, uh, at a number of parties and events. You'd be in your um, bathrobe, which eventually would come off, and there'd be a very nice speedo underneath it. How did you go from there to here? What do you I, attribute to the? <laughs> I, because honestly, like you know, again, it sounds cliche, but like anything is possible. Like if I can fucking do this, then yeah. really really anybody can like just sort of just you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want at this point like we're gonna need you know we're always gonna need fucking doctors and dentists and podiatrists and shit but like for the most part like you know if you just if your voice is fucking authentic and you kind of do what you want like you can you can find yourself in some pretty wild spots i mean you know the one thing i do tell a lot of kids and shit is that you know like they see the way they see someone like me which is like you know you you only you see the whole thing distilled down to a final image right like you know nobody really sees the inner workings of like how much work you actually have to do to like put it, you know, how much yeah. you actually have to put into this shit. Because like, I'm not going to go on Instagram and be like, yo, rise and grind, like big meeting this morning. Like, yo, <laughs> like, yeah, they just see the final image, you know, the distalized image of me pouring Rose on myself in a speedo. And they figure like, I can do that too, mm-hmm. which they can, except that like nothing is ever going to replace like just a bunch of fucking old fashioned hard work. Because oh, yeah. like this shit was, this shit again it's funny and like we're living in a simulation and like how did we get here but like really as like corny as it sounds it was like a lot of fucking there's a lot of hard work and a lot of trash shit and a lot of fucking being at a being at a you know a, a meeting at seven o'clock in the morning in phoenix like trying to teach guys like how to like sell wine that like they don't you know and they're like mm-hmm. wait you could use the internet to sell wine and i'm like oh my fucking god <laughs> um at the end of the day like there are no fucking shortcuts they're just right. aren't. You're gonna be able to just you got to fucking you got to grind the thing out um, and just it's going to be fucking painful. It's going to be yeah. a swift kick in your dick or in your lady dick, no matter how you slice it. There's no way around it. The Internet is going to make your amplification of your thing much easier. Yeah. Right. You're going to get the word out. You're going to find fucking, you know, got a goth real estate broker can find peep goths who want to buy a home. Right. And that makes it easier. But like it don't it doesn't replace the fucking hard work. So, yeah, yeah I mean, this shit has been fun. Like, I don't know exactly how it all went down. I found myself in some really fucking weird situations. Um, it's really weird shit, but it's been mostly hard work. Although one thing I do miss with my schedule now is that back then, like, like a little later after you were seeing me, like when we were together at some uh, events, like, um, I would do this thing where like, if you would invite me somewhere on the internet, I like, um, on DM, like I would just go. Cause I answer all my DMS. I've uh-huh. said this before. Like if you slide into my shit, cause, and like, it's funny because people come up in my, all up in my DMS and are like super drunk and are like, you're a fucking hack. Like you're the worst. Like I'll fucking put you in an oven or whatever. There's like horrible <laughs> shit they're saying. And then I respond and I'm like, Hey, and they're like, 
the next day they're always like, oh my God, like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you're responding. I'm coming to New York next month. Like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, kind of a weird start with the whole, like, mm. I want to like, I want to murder you. Right. And going, no, I don't want to hang out with you, but you didn't think I was petty enough to respond, but I definitely am. And then if you invited me somewhere, I would just go. My schedule effort was no money, no nothing. You wanted me to fucking host your quinceanera. You wanted me to fucking... <laughs> You know, you wanted me to do any, just go to your fucking, go to your bar mitzvah. You, I officiated like 10 weddings, tasteful gay weddings Whoa. in the Northeast, like beautiful farms in Vermont. And I do miss that a little bit because, you know, I just got to meet a lot of fucking weird people and put myself in a lot of wild situations. Um, some Saudi Arabians flew me to France and they wow. were, I went on a boat with them and they had an ostrich whose name was Bradley Cooper because they loved <laughs> the American actor Bradley Cooper. Like, that's a whole nother story, but it just, I feel really fucking fortunate to have like been in some really weird places and done some weird things and not been sort of constrained by an office. Right. Um, and I think that like everyone can fucking kind of do that now and it's really exciting. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to help everyone do that, but yeah, I, you know, it's been a fucking weird ride. Wow. Well, I mean, you touched on something that I think is really important for a lot of people and entrepreneurs, especially, but just this idea of possibility, this idea that anything is possible. That seems like it is a really consistent element of, you and your career, where did that mentality come from for you? Did somebody inspire that in you or is that something you just always kind of had? No, I mean, I guess like, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, my mom is like, wears like funky, like chunky, funky Jewish jewelry and like, you know, glasses with like a purple, a purple and a yellow frame yeah. and like definitely told me I could be like an astronaut or a woman or like whatever the fuck I wanted to be. And was like right. hyper progressive, like upper West side. Like if you want to be a, you know, if you want to like be a gay astronaut and like fuck a man in space, you should follow that dream. So like, you know, that sounds kind of cliche, but some of that is just like, you can do whatever you can do, um, whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. because, you know, it just, I don't know, it felt like you might as well go for it. And if you fucking miss, then like you can go and get a job later. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's fine. Honestly, there's no shame in the game. Like having a regular job is sick. Like I'm not, I'm not shitting on that, but I kind of realized early on that there were just like, they were just like, were, are there any, are there any fucking rules? Like, honestly, like, are there any rules or like, or can we just like, are we starting to like, think about everything in a different way um, and just do it. And like, you know, I grew up with psychopaths who like, all do kind of interesting things. And, and I think I was sort of inspired by that. And I think that was hyper-localized. I'm a little on the older side now, like, uh, you know, so like in the nineties, it was, you know, you weren't like meeting, you weren't seeing people in other cities, but now like, you know, the kids can really see people in other cities, like doing weird shit, get inspired, yeah. and like fucking do absolutely um, anything they want, you know, and just, um, and just fuck it. Right. Yeah. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Just like, why, why the, honestly, why the fuck not? Seriously. Yeah. And also like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, again, I, I just, you know, the, I, the world's going to explode basically mm -hmm. at some point. So like, we might as well just, might as well just go for it. But what's crazy now is like how inspired kids are, you know, back in the day, I've said this before, like back in the day, like if you were like into like business or like knowing what you wanted to do, you were a fucking nerd, right? right, right. You were like a weird kid who like pulled around a suitcase with his books and stuff, you know? And mm -hmm. like people were like, what the fuck? It was hyper cool to not want to do anything or to not fucking know anything or just right. like, whatever, like, you know, um, we're going to, you know, we're like shaving off all our pubes. Like we're just doing, you know, whatever. We're going to, we're going to try smoking our own pubes, which I have done and I wouldn't recommend doing, no. but now the kids are so fucking motivated mm -hmm. and like it's cool to want to do shit yeah like i meet like fucking 13 year olds who are like 
I have a sneaker resale company. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm making yam milk. I don't know. Ridiculous. And I'm like, damn, like you kids are so fuck. These kids are so fucking smart. And it's like, it's cool to be motivated. Oh, yeah. And it's, cool, it's cool to get after it. And it's cool to like start a brand. And that's super sick. Cause you know, back in the day, like, you know, my outlets for this shit were like being on public access television in New York and like doing, running around in a diaper, like early, like, you know, before jackass type stuff, like running right. down the street in a diaper, like screaming or whatever. But now kids are like, yeah, like, you know, like I have a factory for production. I'm like, where did you, like, they can just get anything done. You can connect with anyone at any time. And it's really fucking cool. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't have that opportunity. Most of my creativity was like just fucking outlet into being like an absolute moron and smoking my own pubes. But now it's like, you can kind of have the ultimate fusion of creativity and productivity. And it's so sick. Yeah, no, there's a total rise of it being cool to be an entrepreneur. It being cool to be financially savvy. I mean, I, I think it's a very good and positive time. Um, Last few questions. Were there any pivotal mentors for you as an entrepreneur or any pivotal pieces of advice that really, really helped you get to where you are? Um, honestly, like not really. I think I'm inspired by the people around me. I'm inspired by fucking strangers, yeah. like people I see on the internet who I'm like, damn, like you're fucking killing it. I'll never talk to you, but like this shit is really fire. Like people who have like just done absolutely like outlandish shit that we just didn't think could work, but it actually really can. And like, I never had a mentor. Cause honestly, like, I just think that I just think there's such a disconnection between the old guard and now, and mm -hmm. I know every generation thinks that the generations before it don't know shit, mm -hmm. but the internet created like such a cat, like such a chasm between older people and anyone who ended up on the other side, maybe, right. some, you know, some gen, you know, some gen Xers and obviously millennials down to gen Z and into gen alpha. Um, and I just think, I just think I found everyone to be pretty much a fucking like a pretty much a dinosaur. Honestly, I, I, I don't think that anybody knows what they're talking about. And I never met. And like there are the concept. There are no like adults in the room. Like, right. seriously, I, you know, who my honestly, you know, who my fucking mentor is my intern who's been my intern for five years now. Wow. When this dude, yo, this dude, he's in college now. Um, and he, dude, he started interning me for fit when he was 15, he, the first day I met him, he was like, who's doing production on your merch? Cause like, I have like, um, I've got factories that can like totally cut your margins down. I was like, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, yeah, I just had a meeting with Scott Disick. And I'm like, don't you have homework to do? This dude, <laughs> when he was 16, my intern had an intern. He had an intern. Whoa. He and like, honestly, like that dude's my fucking mentor. Like that dude is so sick. Cause they're just like, he's thinking so far outside the box. He's fucking good. He's just, he's hustling like crazy, just getting after it. He's like full in control of his own destiny. He's basically like, he can basically do anything um, yeah. that he wants to. He doesn't have to go to college. He doesn't, if he wanted to, he could, but like, honestly, like adults are pretty fucking stupid. I, I really mean that. I guess I am one now, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like, you know, and like, I guess don't grow up because it's a trap, but I'm trying to like, you know, if I'm the adult in the room, I'm hoping that that's better for younger people. Cause like nobody fucking helped me do anything. Cause like none of them know anything. And yeah. They played by the rules. And they were like, well, this is how you do it. And you're like, is it what's real? What's not, what does it matter? Like, just get the fuck after it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think, yeah. And also the cast of fast and furious are my mentors in many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. What how can they not be? Totally. I mean, look, in the first Fast and Furious, they're just they're just street racing. It's mm -hmm. straight up street racing. And like, great, that's sick. By Fast 9, they're jumping a car from one building in Dubai to the other. Right. You know? Like, and so I was I'm inspired. They're ambitious. I'm inspired. Yeah. 
No, that's a real hustle. That's that's exactly. how you hustle. Yeah, that's exactly. How you, yeah, it was a it was a real glow up for them. I mean, they're basically fighting international terrorism at this point. Right. They were literally street racers. Who knew? Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I mean, I'm inspired by fucking strangers and kids and like my fucking and the cast of Fast and Furious. That would be. That would be like my fucking answer, because honestly, the dinosaurs like they're just they don't want to change anything until like the meteor is like about to hit them. And then they finally start accepting, um, start accepting some new, you know, some new kind of shit. Yeah, I guess I guess Elon Musk is cool, but whatever. Well, Josh, this was a real pleasure and a whole bunch of fun. Thank you again. Any uh, parting wisdom for those aspiring entrepreneurs out there? No, just like, honestly, just fucking. If I can do it, you can, honestly. Not because, like, and that's not, like, inspirational bullshit. Like, I'm an, I'm an idiot. And, like, you <laughs> and like you can do this. And, like, people tell me that. People DM me and are like, you're kind of a moron. And, like, I guess, and, like, I'm inspired. I'm like, that's one of the nicest things you could possibly say to me. <laughs> also, you know, it would be nice if, I know we're out of the panty now, but it would be nice if we get back to a little back to in person because I would like to smell your beard. It looks like, like, you know, like with my beard, you can tell it like it's wiry and kind of pubic. You can yeah, tell yeah. your beard looks like it smells like sandalwood. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah man. We'll have to do it up in person. You can see for yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We could have like really, we could have, you know, this could have gotten very intimate. I mean, it was very intimate, but I'd like next time, like, let's get physical. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Thanks for having All me. All right, man. Thank you again. This was awesome. All right. Thank you, as always, for listening. I was laughing throughout the course of that episode, but was actually stifling 90% of my laughter just so you guys wouldn't have to hear it. That's definitely the funniest conversation I've probably had with another human being in my entire life, and I honestly can't wait to talk to Josh again and to see what he does next. In any case, thank you guys for listening to Damn Good Brands. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.